Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Well, I'm excited to hear what God has to say. Um, the word of God will change your life and will change your heart. Amen. We have a song that talks about the stony ground in somebody's heart. Amen. And the song says, I sat next to somebody who had a stony heart while he was sitting in church. So today I pray that God will touch your heart and open your heart to receive what he has to say to you. Amen. So while we bring prophet up to preach, I want you to sing with me a song that says nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Amen. Do you know one of the blessings of being in church? Even when you can't sing, nobody can really hear your particular voice. So you can just join. Where I sit, there's somebody who can't sing at all. Don't ask me who, but you never hear because we are all singing that nothing is impossible. When I won't, I won't say who it is, but the person can't say bye. The person sings with strength and vitality, but I'm afraid of the person. I can't say who exactly the person is. But when we join, the Bible says make a joyful noise. It doesn't matter whether, you know. And then, and then the Bible says the true worshippers, they don't worship on key. They worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. So let's sing together. I want you to learn how to sing uh, in church and so they're going to put the words up the song says nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God amen so lift your hands with me as we sing this song it says nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God come on let's sing it it's impossible when you put your trust in God Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in Him. Walking to the voice of God. Shout if you believe that nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah! 
let us pray. Father, thank you for today as you guide us and you lead us. Speak to our hearts today and fill us. Lift your hand and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of revelation. Father, thank you for, the, for revealing your will to us, speaking to us today in Jesus' name. We give you thanks. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Are you excited to be in church? Oh, yes. I'm glad you're excited. John chapter 9. John chapter 9. And verse 31. Sorry. Now. Today I want to share with you about the anointing. <laughs> because we have a very anointed person coming in. Very, very anointed. And um, I don't want us to miss anything that God has for us. Amen. Amen. Do you want to miss anything? Now, I have a number of books on the subject of the anointing. And I think I want to share with you from one of them. So I want you to show the different books on the screen. And then we, we, should, we can choose one. You help me to choose. Which one of our books. It's not for only me. It has been pointed out to me. It's not for only me. It's for us. Steps to the anointing. No, no, go back. Steps to the anointing. That is how to walk to the anointing. The next one. Flow in the anointing. How to flow with it. Yeah, how to flow with the anointing. What's the next one? The anointing and the presence. There's a difference between the anointing and the presence. The anointing comes, wait, oh, is a man with me? Are you with me or you are in a different church? The anointing and the presence. There's a difference between the presence and the anointing. And the presence, the anointing is the power to do things. And the presence is the presence of God. But they are, they are related. Because when a person is no more alive, the things that he does 
He doesn't do them anymore. And you notice that he doesn't do those things anymore. If he used to call you, if he used to send you, if he used to attack you, if you, anything that he used to do, he doesn't do because he's not there. So the presence leads to the anointing. Next one. The anointed and his anointing. Yes, the anointed. That is the anointed person and the anointing he is carrying. You have to understand and know how to know. Yeah. Because an anointed person may come around with his anointing and you may not be blessed. So, next one. Catch the anointing. The anointing is not something you learn in school. Yes. Learning in school can even de-anoint you. Yes. Even Bible schools can cause you to be de-anointed depending on what they teach in the school. Because many Bible schools teach so much analysis about the word of God that in the end, you don't believe anything anymore. They analyze Moses, say that he was a choleric, he was melancholic, that is why he was having visions, he had a lot of imaginations, I mean, all sorts of things. So by the time you finish, you don't even know what you believe. Some will say, oh, first and second Samuel, was written by people from the tribe of Judah. So it was in, the, in favor of David, but against Saul. And most, when you read First and Second Samuel, you get a thing that Saul was a bad person. You get it? Because it was written by somebody from the tribe of Judah. And that is where David came from. But if it had been written from somebody from the tribe of Benjamin, it would have put David in a bad light and Saul in a good light. Hey! By the time you read all these things, you don't know what you believe anymore. All right? All right. Then the next one is the sweet influences of the anointing. Like how the anointing influences you. Like how it actually works. The sweet influences. So, because when you are being influenced by the anointing, you don't even know it. Many times I have prophesied, I, I wasn't even aware that I was prophesying. Most of the prophecies that I've prophesied, I wasn't aware that I was speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit. Sometimes when you think in a, in a way, you're actually thinking that way because of the Holy Spirit working. You see, like for instance, if you are sitting down and thinking of how you're going to kill somebody, Right, you are probably under a demon. A demonic spirit is influencing you and speaking to you, but you are not aware. They're just full of hatred or bitterness. But if you come under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you may be thinking of forgiveness or love or reaching out. So you don't even know what is happening to you, that you are actually under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So in this book, Sweet Influence, one of the best books, I believe, you can see how and what aspects 
of your life are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So each of these books is different. What's the next one? Steps to God's presence. Yes. Because we have steps to the anointing. But there are steps into the presence of God. All right? And uh, in this book, we see the steps you can take that will take you into the presence of God. Amen. Are you with me? All right. Okay, what's the next one? Finito? Amplify your ministry with miracles and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, for me, the greatest amplification of my ministry came through believing in the Holy Spirit manifesting his power. You see, I used to just teach. I just teach the word of God, teach the word of God nice with computers and everything, right? But then the Lord showed me that everything would change when the Holy Spirit is manifested, right? And that the ministry actually amplifies, you know? People criticize people who have the Holy Spirit working in their lives, like Pentecostals, criticize speaking in tongues, manifestations of the Spirit. But since the 20th century, that is from 1900 upwards, there is no group that have expanded the church of God like this type of people who have the Holy Spirit and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. There's no group that have caused so much growth and expansion into the world. So you can see the effect of the Holy Spirit who in, from the beginning of 1900 when Azusa revival started and people started speaking in tongues and all that, the kind of growth and expansion, new churches and new pastors, evangelists, prophets, all that kind of thing, you can see that you may criticize, but uh, there's nothing like the amplification of ministry that comes through the Holy Spirit and uh, manifestations. And when I say manifestation, all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, everything, including clouds, clouds, including clouds coming into the church, including people shaking and falling and screaming and rolling. When Bible says, and Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ, Acts 8, 5 to 8, and preached Christ to them. And the people gave heed to the things which Philip said, both seeing and hearing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were taken possessed with them. You see, unclean spirits crying, people screaming, all right, with a loud voice. Many that were possessed with them and were taken with the palsies were healed. And the lame were healed. This is the only uh, story of an evangelist. And you see, he had manifestations of the spirit. When you don't have manifestations of the spirit, you are an exhorter. Not an evangelist. You are an exhorter. Yes. You see, it's also a gift. In Romans 12, he that exhorteth. That's, you, are, you, are, you are an exhorter. 
not an evangelist. An evangelist has uh, signs and wonders. Are you with me? Yes. No, look at the Romans 12. It's a, it's a gift. He that exhorteth, he should, he should develop his exhortation. Do you get it? Yes. But the, the evangelist example that we have in the Bible had healing manifestations, screaming, people rolling. When Jesus ministered to the man that was possessed, the boy that was possessed, the Bible says when the spirit saw him, he tear him. Tear, T-A-R-E. He tear him. And he rolled and wallowed. Wallowed is an old English word for rolling. Look at it. And they brought unto him, and when he saw him on the, his presence, straight away, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed. Wallowed is an old, change the version. Change the version, yeah. And he fell to the ground, and he rolled around and foamed at the mouth. Oh, yes. So when you see people rolling around and and, and that comes on the presence. When, when, when they see you, it's a response. So all these things are in the Bible, all right? So which of these books shall I preach from? I want you to choose one. Say again. The anointed and his anointing. All right. I shall do that. The anointed and his anointing. So this week we have Benny Hinn. All right. So the anointed person is Benny Hinn and his anointing. Yes, and his anointing. Yes. So I think it's a, it's a good topic. You've chosen well. I will follow. I asked you to choose and then I preach from that. So, chapter 1. Do you want me to go to chapter 1? Okay. Chapter 1. What is the anointing? What exactly is the anointing? All right? Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. When you use the word anointing, because some people don't use that word. The reason I'm asking what is the anointing is because some people don't use the word anointing. If you go to their church, they will say anointing, anointing or anointed. You don't hear such words. So that's why I'm trying to answer the question that what, when you say anointing, what do you mean? That's it, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. A ghost who was holy. All right. And with power. Power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Amen. So what exactly is the anointed? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with engine oil. With olive oil, with Vaseline, with lipstick, no, with what? With the Holy Ghost. So the anointing 
is the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? Did you understand the English of it? I anointed you with what? What was the anointing that I used to anoint you? And this verse is telling us that the anointing that was given to Jesus was the Holy Ghost. Not Vaseline, not uh, Fritor. Do they still sell Fritor? Not olive oil. All right? Yes. But with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, you need to be careful um, to understand what you are dealing with when you are dealing with the anointing. Amen. Now, many times when you are dealing with the anointed, you end up dealing with the anointing with which he is anointed. So you need to be careful. Because when you are dealing with the anointed, depending on how anointed he is, the anointing oozes out. And when you deal with him, you may end up dealing with the Holy Spirit himself. So you have to be very careful when you are dealing with anointed people. In Acts chapter 5, Verse 1, Acts chapter 5, and verse 1, quickly. Acts chapter 5, I, I want to believe that somebody's computer is um, frozen, all right? Now, you will see in verse 3, it said, you remember the story Ananias and Sapphira, they had a dealing with some money. And then they came and then they lied to Pastor Peter. And they told Pastor Peter that, oh, they went and sold the land and this is what they got. Okay, there we are, it's come. Acts 5. A certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession quickly. Verse 2, and kept back part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? So here you see, and to keep back part of the price of the land. Verse 4. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Okay? Verse 5. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Probably he had a heart attack or something. But it was a supernatural heart attack because his wife also had the same heart attack when she came later. Now, when you are dealing with an anointed person, you may end up dealing with the anointing. You see, um, he says, you have not lied to men, but you've lied to God. 
and he said in verse 3, please put the scripture up and work with me. Who is this? Is it a new person? All right. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? To lie to who? To the Holy Ghost. So be careful. That's why I'm teaching you about the anointed and the anointing. If I am dealing or relating with Benny Hinn, I would want to be careful because I may find myself dealing with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, I remember one time we went to, um, we went for a crusade in the western region of Ghana. And there was so much oil. We went into the forest. And there's so much oil in Ghana. You know, Ghana's original name is Gold Coast. Whether black gold or yellow gold. It's a golden coast. We are full of gold. And I went into the forest to see a site. Now there's so much oil coming out that you, you walk into the forest and there's oil. Like oil, like you see, like engine oil all on the floor. Over the leaves. The leaves are mixed with the oil. So I miss, I may want to strike the earth, but I end up striking or stepping on the earth, I end up stepping on the oil because there's so much oil that it's oozing out. Are you with me? So you've got to be careful when you are striking the earth because you may strike the oil, there's so much oil coming out that you may end up dealing with the oil. This is what happens with people when they deal with an anointed person, you may end up dealing with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit may not like. The Holy Spirit is a little different from Jesus and a little different from the Father. The Holy Spirit doesn't seem to take some nonsenses. <laughs> Are you with me? You remember when he said if you, if you, if you commit a sin against the Holy Ghost, it, it cannot be forgiven. I mean, God who forgives everything, like the Holy Ghost is not into those things. So you need to be careful with the Holy Ghost. Yes. So Ananias and Sapphira, they just, they just died. They just died because they were actually dealing with the Holy Ghost. And then their little lie that you think you get away with and so on, it didn't work at all. It didn't work at all for the Holy Spirit. You must remember that lies are the first sign of a devil with you. Are you with me? Question number two, chapter number two. Where exactly is the anointing? Where is it? Okay. Yes. Now, number one, the anointing where is the anointing? First, the question is, what is the anointing? Now, the next is, where is the anointing? Number one, the anointing is with the anointed person. With. John 14, verse 17. John 14, verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. 
He dwelleth where? With you. So the Holy Spirit or the anointing is with, with the anointed. So as Benihin is coming to town, he's coming with something. With the anointing. Look at the verse. I'm not inventing ideas. I'm reading the Bible to you. It says, for the Holy the Spirit, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Are you there? You know him, for he dwelleth with, with you. With you. So an anointed person is moving with something. You may not see it, but he has something with him. Does it matter? It does. Number two, the anointed person, are you there? Has the anointing, can have the anointing inside him. Yes. Which has another effect. He says, he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Notice the verse. Shall be in you. That's the Holy Spirit inside you. So when an anointed person is coming, he has something in him. Now what does that in him do? When he is in you, what is it like? In 1 John 2, chapter 27, now I, re- I feel you are receiving the anointing today. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, it says, but the anointing, which you have received of him abideth in you. The anointing which you have received is is going to live inside you. And what happens? And you need not that any man teach you. You don't need anybody to teach you. But as the same anointing, you see, I'm using this word anointing because it's used in the Bible. This same anointing, all right, teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. So, one of the ways, I want to tell you something. One of the ways you can see the Holy Spirit with you or his presence in your life, in you, is when you notice the Holy Spirit teaches you something. Because an anointing inside is for teaching you. And that's why you find God teaching you. Many times I feel the presence of God or even the absence of God when when I read my Bible. Look, if I read my Bible and I don't find the Holy Spirit teaching me something, do you see, I feel the absence of a certain presence. But when he becomes present with me, I'm usually alone. I usually experience his presence by him teaching me. Look at the verse. It says, you don't need any man to teach you, but the same anointing in you, all right, teaches you all things. So, you see, if you don't have that personal teaching, teaching anointing in you, teaching you, where you learn, not in church, This is personal. 
you probably lack the spirit. If the spirit and the anointing is in you, you will find out the same things. He's teaching you many things. You, we all read the Bible. Or you read any book. You can, you can read my book. But you see the Holy Spirit in you teaches you. Yeah. That, that, that to me is one of the biggest signs of the presence of God. So, beginning from today, may you have the anointing in you. Yes, the anointing is going to work in your life. Amen. How many want to be anointed? Mm. Number three, this, where is the spirit? First I said he is with you. Oh, how does that song go? The, the, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee. He is a mighty God. He will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. God in the midst God with you. of thee. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 the Lord thy God in the midst of thee when he is with you the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty you see that is the that is what matters when the anointing is with the person is the Lord God with the person in the midst of thee oh yes and I tell you, when an anointed person is coming, the Lord God is with, with the person. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. So there are mighty things. Mighty things. Wonderful things. And then what happens when the Lord God is in the midst of thee? He will save. Look at the scripture. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will bless you with his love and he will joy over thee with singing. The Lord God in the midst of thee. This is the difference between God is with you and then God is in you. Oh yes. What a blessing. I can already feel the Holy Ghost walking up and down in the midst. Yes. May the anointing of the Lord always be in your midst.
the anointing is with you with you okay let's carry on number three the anointing is upon you yes upon you mm. I think anytime the spirit moves whether with you in you or upon you there's something changes about what is happening and when he moves to be upon you you have Luke 4 18 beautiful the spirit of the Lord is upon me you see Jesus this is his first sermon first sermon and Kenneth Hagin said when he, he saw a vision of Jesus and Jesus spoke to him Jesus told him he, he preached this sermon every time was the first one he preached yeah, everywhere he went, it was the first. But anyway, whether it was always the first or not, it's the first in the Bible. First time he preached after he was anointed, he announced and told the people, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So, power for working. Yes, power for working. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Wow. Now when he says he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, when you are anointed, you will not feel poverty because you are anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. People who complain Oh, the people are poor. The people don't have anything. As for this country, there's nothing there. As for these people, it's because you lack anointing. God works amongst the poor. The richer human beings become, the prouder they become, the more materialistic they become, and the more godless they become, and the more resistant they become. You can't easily have a church in Germany like this or a church in France or a church in Switzerland where I come from. You can't easily have a church like this in uh, Norway. It's less than 1% believing even that God is, exists. The, the more prosperous, the, the people in Norway, Sweden and those countries, they have oil reserves and money, like every, they have some calculation. For every citizen, there is how much? Do you know how much? A trillion dollars. That's a, a trillion dollar fund. But every single citizen has this number of mil, millions of dollars for the nation. Yes. So every, everybody has everything. Yes, everybody has everything. Those kind of places, they don't, they don't believe much in God. Whether you like it or not, that's just the way it is. When John Wesley was preaching in England, it was an England that was poor and struggling. And he, was, he went around preaching and preaching, and many people turned to God. And that's from the Methodist church. That's the environment in which the anointing works. And when John Wesley preached, people would scream, roll on the floor, shiver, shake, Many manifestations. Yes. So the anointing is upon you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. Wow. 
I believe that when Benny Hinn steps here, huh? every broken, what is, what? You see, at first I used to think this man, he's going to heal all the sick. But read the Bible, it says he'll heal the brokenhearted. What is far more common than sickness is broken heart. A broken heart is disillusionment, disappointment, discouragement about so many things in this world. And about the anointing. How many are, are quite disappointed about some things? Raise up your hand if you are disappointed about something. Yes. But by the anointing. Oh, yes. You are, you are, you are, I don't know what is the disillusionment in you. You are going to receive new hope. Amen. Many years ago when I was in medical school, people wanted to close down the church. Our small church where we were singing and clapping in a classroom. There are some people who feel that they can police the church. And so they went to the dean of the medical school and they told the dean of the medical school, what is this? Oh, no. They told the dean of the medical school that uh, I was disturbing, this, the church we have was disturbing them. So they wanted to close down the church. And uh, just around that time, one, one or two medical students committed suicide. Yeah. So the dean told them that, listen, there's a lot of discouragement in the school, we get it, and stress. So, we, we need the church. That, that's how come Little Lighthouse was not closed down. We need the church. Yeah. They also went to the principal of the school of hygiene where we were meeting. And the principal told them, now listen, as long as he's the principal of this school, there will always be a church in the school. That's how come we are still there. God bless all these people. Amen. So the anointing. How many now know where the anointing is? You see, that's why it's called the anointed and his anointing. The anointing is with him. And it is in him. And it is upon an anointed person. And that includes you. Yes. That includes you. When you are anointed... That is exactly what it means. Now, how to identify chapter 3, anointed people? How can you identify? I can't hear you. Every Norwegian citizen has $270,000 in that fund. Yes. How much do you have in your fund? How much do you have in your fund? I say, every Norwegian citizen, how many are there? How many million are there? I think about four or five million. I don't know. But every citizen has $270,000 in that fund. Can you cash the fund, by the way? Uh, maybe check and see if you can. Maybe we, we can cash the fund. You can apply to be a Norwegian citizen. So how much do you have in your fund? 
5.4 million Norwegians. Now, how many want to know how to un- identify an anointed person? Beautiful. Number one, identify anointed people by the criteria Jesus gave. Luke chapter 7 and verse 18 and 19. How, how do you identify somebody and say, no, this man is anointed? You can ask your neighbor, are you anointed? I, I want to know whether you are anointed. Huh? Oh, yes. Luke 7, verse 18. And the disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. Hey. So John called for two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah? Are you? In other words, are you the anointed one? Christ, the Christ. Are you the Christ? Are you the Christ? The Messiah we've been expecting. Or should we keep looking for someone else? Are you, are you anointed? Are you the anointed one? Or should we keep looking for somebody else? All right? Now, let's read on. The disciples of Jesus found Jesus and said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you. I mean, this is going to see Jesus Christ himself to ask you, look, directly, this is a direct question. We don't want to go back. You know how it is when your senior sends you to go and ask a question? You have to come back with the direct answer. If they ask, is your girlfriend Abigail or not? Is Abigail your girlfriend? Yes. So they asked Jesus directly. John's two disciples found Jesus and said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, are you the Messiah? We are expecting, are you anointed, the anointed person? Or should we keep looking for somebody else? And this is a very practical question. Verse 21. At that very time, Jesus had cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Verse 22. Then he told John's disciples, you know, Jesus had this way of answering questions with another question or with some kind of, you have to think. You get it? Yes. So he told John's disciples, go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. Change the version, change the version, change the version. No, change it back to King James, yes. The deaf here, the dead are raised, and to the poor, the gospel is preached. Like, poor people are hearing the gospel. Change it back to what it was before, NLT. The gospel is being preached to the poor. You see, people have rich people in their church and say, oh, uh, the owner of Iron Rods International is in my church. 
The owner of the importer of rice to Ghana is in my church. And we are happy about that. But Jesus pointed out that the fact that you were preaching to poor people was a very important sign that the poor have the gospel preached to them. And that's all you need to know. This is the answer to your question. And then you can see. And then, the next verse, and blessed is he who do not fall away or who is not offended in me. In other words, by all means, my presence and my ministry will offend some people. Blessed is the one who is not offended in me. Every great ministry offends people. Yes. So, how do you know that a person is anointed? Healing is a sign. Miracles. Remember we read it. Yeah. How do you know that someone is anointed? Yeah. Miracles. Healing. The blind see. Amen. It, 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 it is the sign of the anointing. Because you see, with preaching, you can shout a bit or tell a joke, something. But with healing, you cannot make it up. And with a lot of miracles, you can, I hear people make up miracles and so on, but usually you cannot make it up. You get it? Yes. So, this year is a year of work. I want you to believe God. You are going to become anointed this year. And you are going to work for God. Yes. I remember I was in a town called Nakpanduri. And I had just come from another town called Bumpurugu. Now in Bumpurugu, are you listening? There was a man who was healed. But he didn't come on stage to give the testimony. I don't think so. He didn't. But in Nakpanduri, the next town, he followed the crusade and he came. Then he came on stage and he said, look, I was at the last crusade. He said, I couldn't see. But now I can see. He said to me that in my room, there was a television in front there sitting on whatever. He said, when the television is on, I cannot see the television. I cannot see anything. Yeah. Vival, did you remember this man? You remember him? Yes. And he said, now, I can see the television. Now, can you imagine a television that you can't see? You are looking, you can't see anything. Yes, it becomes a radio. And God touched him. And he was so healed that the healing was lasting till the next crusade at least. And then he came and followed us. He said, look, I have to say it. Do you remember that lady in, uh, these things you cannot invent them. Do you remember that lady in South Africa? Williamstown. Williamstown. George Williamstown. Williamstown. 
Prince William. King. King William. King Williamstown. She came to explain. She said, look, I could not see. He said, now I can see. So I said, what do you mean that you could not see? Then she said, no, 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 no wearing glasses. She said, when I'm eating, my food is arranged in four parts according to the clock. Twelve o'clock is the meat. Look, put a clock on so the people can understand. So Twelve o'clock is the meat. Three o'clock is what? Potatoes. Six o'clock, pumpkin. I remember she said pumpkin. That's six o'clock. And then nine o'clock, salad. Yes, something, salad. You know, South African food, there was some, some word, I've forgotten what. So her food is arranged 12 o'clock. So she holds the plate. And she, because you, you don't realize when you are eating that you actually arrange it. Sometimes take a bit of rice, then meat. Then to, this time it is stew. This time it is rice. You know, the best food in the world is rice and stew. I don't know if you are aware of that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> what did you do without rice and stew? <laughs> yes. So she, have, have you got a clock? Aha. Uh-huh. So the meat is at 12 o'clock. That, so this is the plate that is down. So she has, she arranged it. So now I want to eat meat. So she can't see. She said, I can't see my plate. Yeah. It's serious. And you see, when people experience, you see, you have to be blind to know that, like when you are eating, you see that you may eat all the meat, but you have planned to eat the meat at the end. <laughs> the pumpkin, I remember she used pumpkin because we don't eat pumpkin. So she, pumpkin was six o'clock, meat was 12, potato salad or potato was at three o'clock. And then some salad or something was at nine o'clock. So she, she, she looks at the, she holds it and she knows this is 12 o'clock. So she puts the fork at the 12 o'clock to take meat. Then six o'clock for, uh, what is six o'clock? Pumpkin. Then now I want salad. So nine o'clock. Then the meat is getting finished at 6 o'clock, so I'll I move to... Hey! And she was healed. And she comes I can see, look, I can see, I can see, I can see, I can see. Oh, give Jesus a mighty clap of him. So, miracles are signs of the anointing. Amen. And Benihin has been a man of miracles for years and years. I pray that this week, as the anointed with his anointing comes to just move through this place, all demons and all powers that are harassing you will be broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. John chapter 3 verse 1. How do you identify an anointed person? When the person does unusual things with ease. 
Yes, unusual things with ease. The Bible says that's the second way. The first way is Jesus' criteria. The second way is when the person does unusual things. John 3 verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2. And the same came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Amen. No one can do these things. The kind of things that you are doing, again, is miraculous. Amen. Miraculous. All right? And so, you must watch out for the supernatural power of God. All of you watching online, God bless you for joining with us. I know that you are being blessed at home. Don't fry eggs at this time. Just concentrate. Amen. So watch out. Sometimes it's unbelievers who notice the power. I don't know why. It's the church doesn't seem to notice it in that same way. But the miracle that has happened, unless God was with us, it couldn't have been possible. It's just the power of God that has made certain things possible. And so you must see, and we will say, Miracles you've done have no, let's, let's start it again. Let's start it again. And we will say, And we will say, good. That you are good. And all the miracles you've done have brought us joy. Miracles you've done have brought us joy. For we are changed. We are changed. And all the hopes we have, we place in you right now. And we will say that you are good. You are good. And all the, all miracles, the miracles you've done have brought. Show us the words, please. For we are changed. And all the hope we have, we place in you right now. Can we have the words on the screen? For we are changed. For we are changed. And all the hope we have, we place in you.
All right. Please be seated. I'm showing you how to identify an anointed person. When God does great miracles for us, like God has done even a miracle of putting us in this place as a miracle, we will say that you are good. And all the miracles you've done have brought us joy. Receive miracles in your life for the whole of 2024 in the name of Jesus. Now, identify the anointed by peculiarities. Peculiarities in his life. In Matthew chapter 17 and verse 10, his disciples asked him, why then say the scribes that Elijah must come first? Why do you say Elijah must come? Verse 11, Jesus answered and said, Elijah truly must come and restore all things. Elias is the same as Elijah, okay? Verse 12, but I say to you that Elijah has come already. And they knew him not. But they have done whatever they want to do with him. Likewise shall also the son of man suffer of them. Then the next verse. Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. Now, Jesus was pointing out to them that John the Baptist was Elijah. If you could receive it. John the Baptist was Elijah. Thank God we don't live in that age. We live now. Most of us will not believe. But it was some odd, everybody say odd, odd. peculiar, strange, strange things that were actually the sign of the anointing and not something to mock him. Now, Elijah wore a leather girdle, some type of panties, as his suit. Huh? That's what the Bible tells us. And he was a hairy man with a little bit of leather around his waist. And he said, this, it is Elijah. That's how to know that it is Elijah. And he was eating food from ravens. Ravens which pick worms. That's what he was eating. Now, what about John the Baptist? John the Baptist was wearing camel's hair and also a leather girdle around his waist. And his meat was locusts with honey. He used to the, take the locust, put in a bit of honey. You know, like spring rolls with some shit on. Huh? Do you know spring rolls? With some shit on. You know what shit on? You put it in like that. That was John the Baptist was locust with honey like that. He put a bit of honey then. He chews it. It's very nice. Wow. Sometimes God raises up men of God and they have some odd characteristics about them. Which, if you were to know, if you had eyes to see, 
you would even know that they are actually identification characteristics. Identification. They were both in deserts. And they both had those identification marks. One time I watched some people making fun of Benny Hinn. They were making fun of his, the way he sings. And they were making fun of his songs. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And they were making fun. And you see many Christians. One, one pastor said, hey, the man is too spooky, he's too mysterious. Or emotional, or whatever. But you see, you're making fun of the very thing that is marking the person as who he is. There are many things about Benny Hinn that is just like Catherine Kuhlman. Catherine Kuhlman was a very anointed woman. Even one day I remember you see the way Benny Hinn walks on the stage. That's exactly how Catherine Kuhlman walks on the stage, backwards. Those odd characteristics rather are the sign and you because of your ignorance. You join in people who don't even know that this thing is the sign that you are dealing with this person. One day God blessed me, I had a book. If I had that book, I would make a copy for everybody written by a medical doctor. Because this book, maybe doctors would appreciate it, had the scans and the x-rays and they produced it in there. I remember of Catherine Kuhlman miracles because this doctor took upon himself to just follow and see. Huh? And I'm going to, I'm going to show you the mystery. This doctor had, there was a girl, she was 12 years old and she had cancer of the hip joint. Hip. So, to see the cancer, they put a dye into her artery. So, there's a big artery that comes from the back inside and it divides into two and one goes into this leg, one goes into this leg. As it is entering the hip joint, the joint is all here. As it is entering, right, the tumor was there. So, instead of the Artery to go straight down, it's deviated like this. It goes, yeah, yeah, you're a very young girl. 12 years old, dying. And she came to this miracle service. And the power of God touched her. You know, in that book, then they showed the scan two weeks after the miracle, one week after, and uh, one year after, and two years after. It turned like this, then it became like this. First it was like this, and came like this, then it went straight. Yeah, gone. Yes. We are talking of power. And you may mock. You may mock, but you see, these are ancient powers and ancient graces and anointings. There is a policeman that Catherine uh, Kuman used to go around crusades with. The man had prostate cancer. And he was given a few weeks to die. 
and he came. I've watched the man, I watched the man myself. He said, oh, this, I was given this week to, to die. So I was, I was from the police force in America. I left everything. Then he attended the service. Nobody touched him. The power of God touched him. And the cancer, where he was supposed to die, uh, the cancer was healed. You know, he was so healed. I don't know how they fan, finalized that he was healed. But now the man decided that when Catherine Kuma is gone, I, I go, like, before they even do anything, that he speaks. <laughs> he said, look, I'm a policeman. <laughs> I'm given to die. And here I am. These are the number of years. I was supposed to die this number of weeks. And I was healed. And everywhere he went, he would speak. And she went and you speak. And I've seen him myself speaking. Amazing. You can't even believe it. All doctors are afraid of cancer. When I say afraid, I mean it's, 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 it is of its own order. Yeah. Instead of making fun, people made fun of Catherine Kuma. They made fun of her divorce. They made fun of her dressing. They made fun of her voice. They made fun of how she, how she talked. They made fun of how she walks on the stage. They made fun of how she says hello and everything. They were fun of her. Watch out as people make fun of her. As they start to come on like this. Oh, look at him. He's like this. He's that and that. You have to be careful. It's rather the sign of the anointing that you've, you've mistaken for, I mean, eccentricity or some kind of, uh, what do you call it? Aberration. So, I pray for you that you, you will be blessed. Oh, yes. Now, I'm going to give you the last one. Then I want to show you the mystery of impartation. Because that is where Paul said, I long to see you that I may impart. And now, Benin is going to be standing here. I long to see you. Hey. Now, anointing, one of the greatest signs of the anointing, Acts 19 verse 6, is prophesying or preaching. Yes. Acts 19 verse 6. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake in tongues and prophesied. Prophecy is to speak inspired words of the Holy Spirit. This year, you'll be speaking nicely. When you talk to somebody, the person will not tell you, I, I get your point, but I don't agree with you. The person will be changed. Receive an anointing to prophesy. The person will know that it's a prophetic word. The person is telling, give your life to Jesus. The person will sense the anointing coming out of you. Acts chapter 2 verse 17. It shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Yes. Are you flesh? Are you sons and daughters? Amen. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. All right? And your sons and your daughters will start swimming. Your sons and your daughters will start riding bicycles. What is going to be the effect of the Holy Spirit coming on you? 
prophesying. Prophesying is preaching. Like many times as I'm preaching, I'm prophesying. I'm telling you things by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So beginning this year, I see a new grace and a new anointing coming over you. There is no anointed person who doesn't preach well. One of the signs of anointing is your ability to preach. Anointed preaching. I remember a series that I was watching of Benny Hinn some years ago. And he was preaching about the anointing. But you know, at first I didn't understand him when he preached. I also found him mysterious. I couldn't understand because I was only quoting from the Old Testament. Get your Old Testament, bring your Old Testament when you are coming off on Friday. <laughs> As I lay on the floor, listening to him talking to a small group, on and on about the anointing. There is no anointed person who cannot preach. When you are anointed, you can preach. Whether you shout, whether you speak, whether you, you, you speak with this accent, that's what, when there is an anointed person, he said the spirit will come and he will prophesy. It's your tongue is affected. Your tongue is affected most by devils. That's why you tell lies and all those, the first sign of a devil. And your tongue is also affected first by the spirit. That's why you speak in tongues and prophesy. It changes. So beginning this week, I believe it, in your life, you'll be anointed. I said you'll be anointed. And when you're anointed, they will salute you. And people will recognize the anointing on your life. Now, chapter 4, Isaiah 27, it is the anointing that breaks the yoke or that does the work. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. What does it mean, the yoke shall be destroyed? The yoke, the yoke is the, the burden, the heavy pressure on your head that you can't be set free. You can't go away from the problem. You know, there are problems that you, I want, I just don't want to know this problem. I wish the problem would stop. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Like the problem is not going away. Yes. And that's what it is to have a yoke on your head. It's like I want it to go off. I, I can't imagine how these cows feel. These oxen. Can I get it off? If no, you cannot get it off. And you are going straight. You go. <laughs> you go, you come. You go, you come. You go, you come. You go, you come. Do not go. And the Bible says that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. That will end it, it, is, it is not by might. It's not, you know Zachariah. It's not by might. It's not by 
power by my spirit. That is why in Acts chapter 3 and verse 12, when Peter had healed, that guy was healed. He asked the people, men of Israel, why are you looking on us? You know, the guy was healed. He was asking, why are you looking at me? As though, as though, by my own power or some type of power that I have in me. Huh? Or my holiness. We have made this man to walk. The man couldn't walk. Now he was walking. And you are saying, I have some power in me. No, it is the anointing that heals or breaks the yoke. Not the man. No man can claim holiness or power. Ask your neighbor, are you holy? Bring your holiness sheet. Bring your holiness sheet and let us check all the boxes. Where's your holiness report? You see, people are not turning around, especially those who are older. The longer you stay, the less holy you are. (laughs) The longer you stay in this world, the less holy you are. Why do you look on us as though by our own holiness, it's not your holiness, or our own power, we have made this man to walk? No, it's by the anointing. Oh, yes. Yes. Believe in the anointing. There is something called anointing, it is with the person, or it is in the person. Or it is upon the person. It, that is what is working. That's why when you strike the anointed, if the anointing is oozing out, you may strike the anointing itself. And you may not get a good reaction. Yes, it may not be easy for you. So I believe that many of us are going to walk in beautiful anointings. All the work of God that has been done in the church all these years, it's the anointing. That's the anointing that we are enjoying. We are all enjoying a certain grace and anointing. Do you want to have more of this anointing? Do you want greater anointings in your life? Oh, yes. God is going to bless you powerfully. And God is going to anoint you and use you. Yes. But you see, you must desire you see, you must desire anointing. Anointing is not in Mexico. Anointing is not in Liberia. Anointing is with a man. Yes. The anointed and his anointing is either with him or in him or upon him. It's not like somewhere like, let's go to Liberia. We'll find anointing there. Or let's go to Kenya, we'll find anointing there. Or let's go to America, we'll find anointing there. No, you go to a man who is carrying the anointing. If you don't humble yourself and accept that, you can never receive the anointing. That's the, that's the I don't know whether to say sad or just the reality. The anointing is with a person. If, if you, so when you don't like men, you don't respect men, you don't want to humble yourself and so on, you can never be anointed. Because it's not, it's not something you can go to this university or this school and then become anointed. There. The anointing, whether you like it or not, it is with somebody. And when God raised up Benihin, 
Many, many people could not understand. I'll tell you, I wish Benny Hinn would make archives of his programs. I've never seen anybody anywhere with such an anointing. Anointing for what? Anointing for preaching the gospel and not, it's different from anointing for building a church. They are all different things. Oh, yes. Now, I want us to look at the, as we close, the mystery of impartation. Yes. Now, Romans chapter 1. And verse number 9. God is my witness. Everybody say the mystery of impartation. Beautiful. This is a very great mystery. God is my witness with whom I serve. With my spirit in the gospel of his son. That without ceasing, I make mention of you always. In my prayers. There's 10. Beautiful. Making request if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. I wish I want to come to you guys. Verse 11. For I long to see you. What? I long to see you. I long to see you. I long to see you. I, I long to see you. Wow! I long to see you. Physically. Wow! What a blessing. I long to see you that I may impart unto you. Wow! That means that I couldn't have imparted what I wanted to impart if I couldn't see you. I long to see you that I might impart some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Wow. Verse 12. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Very important. Everybody say mutual faith. Underline mutual faith. Mutual faith. Mm -hmm. Verse 13. Verse 13. Now I would not have you ignorant that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also even among other Gentiles. Amen. Wow. The mystery of impartation. Something has been imparted to you. You can't learn it. It can only be imparted to you. Receive an impartation in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Number one. Number one. Are you ready for the points? All this is in the book. The anointed and is anointed. It's up to you. But since you are not reading, I'll read it to you. <laughs> The mystery of impartation occurs when you see the anointed. 
So I believe when you see the anointed, those of you who are watching on uh, YouTube and uh, what? Twitter, whatever it is, as you see the anointed, an impartation is taking place in your life. Receive it. Ha ha ha. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. It says, The light of the body is the eye. The light of what? The body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Verse 23. If thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Therefore, the light that is in thee be darkness. How great is that darkness? Look at verse 22. Beautiful scripture. Verse 22. Verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. In other words, what your eye sees is going to bring some kind of impartation or direction or blessing to your whole body. What you can see. That's why I believe, you know, to see certain things is so important. I thank God I saw T.L. Osborne in Ghana when he preached. God allowed me to see crusades. I thank God I saw Bonke having crusades in Ghana. I thank God I've been, I, was, I saw Benny Hill crusade in America. When, when I saw him in, I think it was in Orlando, I, saw, I, mean, I, I looked, I saw the pastors and I said, oh no, an anointed person. The pastors were afraid of him. I've, never, I've not seen anything like this before. I said, they were afraid of him. Because they couldn't understand all his things. The power, the miracles, the crowds, they, they always have to close the door. The police and fire department will not allow people to come in. In the morning, he was supposed to come. He didn't come. The whole place was full. He, said he couldn't come. In the evening, we were there again. Whether you come in the morning or not, we will be there. Full. Hey. Receive grace. It says, I long to see you. The eye of the body, the light of the body is the eye. The light of the body is the eye. What you see in your life, uh, it will affect you for the rest of your life. You will know that it is possible. You will believe in crusades. You believe in the power of God. You believe in great things. The light of the body is the eye. Wow. Are you still here? Yes. Let your eyes be full of admiration and love for God's anointed. Huh? You know, you can have hate-filled eyes. You can have love-filled eyes. No, I'm ending. Have love-filled eyes. Eyes of love, eyes of admiration. When you admire, when you love, your spirit opens. You become receptive. You become receptive. Paul said to the Thessalonians in uh, 1 Thessalonians, he said, what manner of entering in we had to you? What manner of entering in? What manner of entering in? He said, for they then saw you ask, what manner of entering in we had unto you? And how you turned to God. You see, when somebody's ministry is able to enter into you or go into you deeply, it helps you to turn and to change. But some people were trying to enter. You can't enter. It's like, sorry. 
Sorry, you know, you know, you, you know, you come. What manner of entering in? You know, when Elisha said to Elijah, I'm telling you the secrets. When Elijah said to Elijah, I want your anointing. He was one of the most intelligent ministers and servants of God ever. He didn't say, I want your car. I want your money. I want your house. He said, I want the anointing that is on you. Wow. And what did he, what did he tell him? What did he tell him? What is the condition? He said, if you see, if you see me, if you see, if you see me when I am taken, if your eyes are open, if your eyes are good eyes, focusing, focusing, focusing on the anointing and the anointed, seeing the anointing, not seeing my fault, not seeing the mistakes in my preaching, or seeing the errors in my life, or seeing my sins and my fault. But if you see, oh yes, oh yes. But he will tell you himself. Well, a lot of people who say, ah, but we were also in the Catherine Kuma service. We never saw all the things that you saw. Yeah, because your eyes were full of hatred. Your eyes were full of criticism. I remember one lawyer we invited to church. He, gave his, he, gave, he was to give his life to Jesus. He took his pen to write the faults of the preacher as he was preaching. And he wrote a list of mistakes that the man was preaching. Till the power of God took over. And said, if you want to give your life to he left the paper in the pen and lifted his hand like, he, he said himself, I don't know how my hand went up like this. <laughs> power against power. I long to see you. Did you hear what I said? I said, I long to see you. Oh, yes. May your eyes be well opened to receive. Yes. And an unlikely person is going to receive. Because you know, Benny Hinn was an unlikely person. He was this, I mean, Palestinian young man whom nobody, you know, knew. Wasn't a real American with his accent and everything. But God anointed him. Number two, the mystery of impartation occurs when you hear the anointed. He said, I long to see you. How many are ready for this mystery of impartation? Yeah, because when you see the anointed, you hear him. Amen? Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2. You must all get your YouTubes, your podcast, everything. Get it well ready, 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 ready. Always listening to messages. Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 2. He says, are you there? Are you there? Read it, let's say. And the spirit did what? Is the spirit the anointing? Is the Holy Spirit? I can't hear you. Is the spirit the anointing? Is it, when did the spirit enter? When did the spirit enter? When he spake unto me. Okay, let's read from verse 1. Maybe you don't believe it's a verse in the Bible. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand up upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. Then what happened in verse 2? And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. 
when, when the spirit, when, when the man was speaking, the spirit came into me. That's why we encourage you to listen to messages. Soak in messages and preaching. Soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. Don't listen. Soak. Soak until you are soaked. Oh, yes. Soak until you are soaked. Hallelujah. Number three. The mystery of impartation happens when you touch the anointed. Wow. And I have touched the hem of his garment. For I have touched the hem of his garment and his blood has made me whole. You can never touch somebody you can't see. Did you hear what I'm saying? You didn't hear. How can I touch you if I don't see you? And I have touched. For I have touched Touching, touching the bed sheet that the person slept on. It depends on your faith. The woman with the issue of blood. Some of you haven't bled for 12 years. But she said, if I can touch. For I have touched. Oh, yes. Impartation number four. Impartation depends on mutual faith. You must believe and I must believe. It's not only me believing. Look at it. Romans 1 verse 11 and 12. It says, for I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift. All right. Verse 12. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith of you and me. Wow. Mutual faith. Mutual faith. I must believe and you must believe. Ah. One time I laid hands on somebody, the person started laughing or smiling. <laughs> wow. One time I had a group like that, one, two, three. I laid hand on one, and you see that the person was believing. The next person started to smile. Sometimes you look at people, they have a little smile on the side of their mouth. Like, 
right? Yeah? No, they are not mocking, but it's like the sort of a knowing. Well, he wants me to fall down, but I don't feel like falling down. Or maybe, you know, he thinks that uh, whatever this and maybe this and that and that. The different ways of that. You see, I want you to understand something. Anointing is by mutual faith. Look at the word in the Bible. Mutual. I believe and you believe. It's not I believe you don't. You are, you are laughing at me. As I'm laying hands, you are, you are, you are, you are thinking of something. So he's, 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 he's pushing me down. He's pushing me down. Hey. Sorry for left. It's mutual, mutual. I believe and you believe. Is it in the Bible or not? It says that I may be comforted together by the mutual faith of both you and me. That's why anointing doesn't work on a whole lot of people. I give people the messages that I listen to. I listened to Benihim for more than 10 years. I didn't understand what he was talking about. But one day, one beautiful day, he was preaching on seven steps to the anointing. That's why I like this topic, seven steps to the anointing in South Africa. Oh, no, no, he was preaching about the names of God. Yeah, I used to watch it all the time. I didn't understand what he was talking about. But one day I was lying on my face in, the, my, be, in my bed. I'm not the type who sits behind desk, desk. I've never been to the library. I'm going to the library to learn. No, no. It's the serious students who do that. Some of us who... <laughs> you know, art students, they want to read a lot. <laughs> but as I was lying on my, fa- on my face, I remember the day I first understood what he was saying. I got up. Because it's the spirit of understanding was entering me. That's the anointing. I said, it set me up. I, I got up. I said, oh, wow, this is what it means. This is what it means. The anointing is difficult to have. It's difficult. These days, I don't struggle to try to let you be anointed. I feel that you, you may not deserve to be anointed. It's, it's up to you. Yes. But he should come and walk around here. If you will not be anointed, it's, 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 I mean, I don't, it's, it's up to you. Yeah. It's true, because it's not easy to be anointed. It's a mutual thing, my faith and your faith. If I believe and you mock, I believe and you are half, you are, I'm, I'm energetic and, and earnest and you are just like calm, you know, you are like you are calm. Yeah. Have you seen like a man who really loves you? I really love you. I say, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. Thank you, thank you. You say you love me. I know. God bless you. Thank you for loving me. It's a blessing that you love me. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Thank God for everything. <laughs> and I'm all over you, energetic, energetic. I love, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. <laughs> oh, sorry. Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. But I say I love you the way you are laughing. I find it funny. So you are changing the whole relationship. I'm full of energy. And you find it funny. Yeah, it's mutual faith. Don't forget. Mutual faith. Mutual faith. I remember years when I started to have miracle services. I just followed everything that I learned from Benihin. Oh, yes. Yes. 
and I have no shame. I followed everything that I saw him do. I learned all the songs that he learned. I sang all the songs that he sang. Oh, yes. You can laugh at me, but here I am. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then I began to see miracles. At first, I never saw certain things. But with time, I started to see more and more things. One day, I remember my little sister came from Switzerland to visit. She had not been to Ghana for some time. In Kolegonon. She said, I was in church. And I felt I was in a Benihin service. That's what she said. Those were her comments. She doesn't know how I remember that comment with, what is the English word? Huh? Find a good word for it. Find a good word. With warmness. Yes. I always remember that comment. She said, I thought I was in a Benny Hinson. But people were lining up. This was around 1999. Yes. So, the mystery of impartation. Verse 13. It says, verse 13, that I might, that you might, I might be, I, I might have fruits amongst you. That's what makes you fruitful. Yes. I purpose. And that you might be established. Where's the established word? Is it verse 12? Check it up. Yes, that you might be established. I'm established in the ministry by the grace. Yes. I'm established. By the anointing. Yes. And I see you also being established in the ministry. Yes. That's what I wish for you, anointing. Yes. So don't let Benny Hinn's visit be in vain. I'm not just preaching about his visit, but I'm preaching about the anointing. Do you like to hear about the anointing? Yes. The anointing is the mysterious part that is actually doing the work. Yes. You may try to explain it. Oh, he's clever at this. Oh, he's like this. He's like this. He's like this. But it's actually the invisible part that's actually work. What we are, what, like as I'm walking out, there, there's, there's anointing here. Yes, with, in, upon. But there's power here. I said there's power here. Yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We'd have evaporated a long time ago. Yes. God, he said, no man can do these things unless God is with him. So when you are with a servant of God, be conscious of the grace and the power and the anointing that is there. Just be conscious of that. That's the only thing you need. You don't need anything else. If I give you my car right now, it will be old in two years. It will not help you. But the anointing it will bless you and carry you on. Stand to your feet. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, touch me. 
Touch my life with the anointing. unto men and we, and we thank you for a great gift that we are blessed to receive in this week we pray in the name of Jesus I pray I pray for all the young men young ladies and all of us who are trying to serve God that you will cause our eyes to be open to see not human things but beautiful things Beautiful things of the spirit. The beautiful spirit. The spirit within. The spirit that is with us. And the spirit that is upon. The anointed and his anointing. Thank you. Thank you for the mystery of impartation. Thank you for everyone who walks in and out of this hall. And sees your glory here. What a great blessing you give to us. Let there be beauty and glory and impartations and ending impartations and ending impartations thank you for raising up mighty men I see mighty men Lord many mighty there are mighty men here mighty men mighty men thank you thank you thank you for just a drop of this oil just a drop of this grace just a drop of this anointing thank you for an international ministry Lord Thank you for a worldwide ministry. Thank you for a great anointing, a big power that you give to us. We are grateful and we thank you. Thank you for what you started. You will finish it to the glory of God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, receive a worldwide, international, global, global ministry. Receive the grace to cross 70 years with ease. Yes, with ease in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you have done today. In Jesus' name, amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, before we say the grace, I want to invite you to pray with you. I want to pray with you to give your life to Jesus Christ. I don't know who you are. Maybe you were invited. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe it's your second time. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, I want to give my life to Jesus. You want to give your life to God. I want to pray with you before we close. Just lift your hand wherever you are. 
Pastor, pray with me. I need to give my life to Jesus today. Today. Right now. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Right now. Lift your hand up high if you want to do I want to see your hand high. In fact, lift two hands high so I can see clearly. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hands, come to me in the front very quickly. Come, come, come from where you are. Come with your Bible. Come with your bag. Come. God bless you quickly. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will go freely. Come on, my friend. Come to God today. Come to Jesus. Let me pray with you. Come to God. You lifted your hand. I need Jesus. Lift your hands. Those of you in front, let's all lift our hands and pray together. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. I thank you for saving me today I am sorry for all my sins please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus for saving me from today I belong to God I will serve God I will follow Jesus Satan listen to me from today I will not serve you. I will not obey you. Again, I belong to God. In the name of Jesus. Lift your two hands. Say, I love you, Jesus. I am your follower, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.com daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.